we're glad you've chosen to listen to our weekly talkback. The weekly talkback is designed to take a portion of the teaching from this week to a deeper level. You may want to listen to this week's teaching, but it isn't necessary to understand the weekly talkback. If you'd like to connect further, feel free to reach out to us through our website, kanoichurch.org. For now, enjoy the weekly talkback from Kanoi Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Today I had the wonderful opportunity to sit in the Kanoi Brethren Christ conference room with uh, four or five Japanese brothers and sisters in Christ who are currently doing Brethren in Christ ministry in Japan. Uh, a couple of them either within Tokyo or just outside of Tokyo, one about 300 miles from Tokyo and another about 700 miles from there. Just phenomenal time showing them around Kanoi, answering some questions, but also getting a chance to take them down to the Kanoi Creek near the Jacob Angle Homestead and share with them where our denomination started. One of my tasks was talking a little bit about the history of the Brethren in Christ Church here in North America, so they would have an idea of where their roots come from. And these particular four or five uh, Japanese brothers and sisters uh, we sent missionaries over to Japan in 1953, and it would, this would be the first generation of believers in Japan that were kind of homegrown, if you will. The first generation would have been influenced by the, um, the missionaries that we had sent over, and now there's this second generation that has begun to kind of take over, take over the church, give leadership to it, give teaching to it. And so now they are becoming curious about their their roots, their heritage, and uh, we had the opportunity to share that with them. And one of the things that came up in that conversation, something that I thought was worth sharing um, on this talk back, since we're talking about the Brethren in Christ core values. Now, the Brethren in Christ core values, this is essentially, to, uh, this week while they're here, is the first time that these guys have seen the core values. So as I shared with you, uh, in our sermon this week, the core values were developed by 51 men and women from around North America, so Canada and the United States. And it's not that we deliberately did not include those from Spain or Venezuela, from Africa, from India, or other places that we had missionaries, churches, and denominations. It's that these were essentially, um, almost particularly, North American values, because one of the tremendous things about the Brethren of Christ is that there is room for context to matter. So if you are a believer in um, Spain or in uh, Uganda, you may espouse some of the core values of the church a little bit differently than we would espouse them in North America. So uh, one cool thing is, they were being exposed to these core values for the very first time while they're here. And we had a great conversation around these core values. But one of the people we brought in to talk with them is Warren Hoffman, who helped give leadership to the distillation process of the core values. And one of the things he told me is that even though uh, they were developed here in North America, they're actually largely accepted by the rest of the world. And so in certain uh, maybe third world or second world countries, you may not see living simply as an expressed value because 
in North America, there were so plentiful with materialism and consumerism that uh, for it to be a core value for us is very important. And in maybe some of these other countries, it's less of an, an issue. But some of these other core values that we were able to distill, like uh, the importance of scripture or dependence upon God or worshiping God or following Jesus or belonging to, to community, these are things that have been widely accepted across the globe in different places, which is phenomenal. Now, Warren Hoffman, again, who's one of the uh, very first um, directors of the Brethren in Christ denomination North America, uh, he was able to give some clarity and some great conversation around how the Brethren in Christ arrived at these 10 core values. And I'm just going to give you a couple of tidbits from that conversation because I thought they were really helpful. He said that as a church planter in Oklahoma, one of the things that he found to be difficult was in describing who the Brethren in Christ are to other people. The Brethren in Christ were not known. People didn't have any context of kind of understanding who who are the brethren in Christ. And so Warren and his wife would say things like, well, we're a little bit like the Mennonites, but, or we're a little bit like the Baptists, but. And so you can only get so far in describing something by describing something else, right? And if, um, if someone didn't like the Mennonites or someone didn't like the Baptists, they had a bad experience there, well, then you're already starting from a disadvantage. So it's kind of like you're trying to tell somebody about a cookie, somebody who has never in their life seen or heard of a cookie. And you say things like, well, it's kind of like a cracker. And they're like, well, a cracker is dry and flaky. I don't really like that. I'm sure I wouldn't like a cookie because I don't like things that are dry and flaky. And you're like, well, no, no, no. It's not really like a like a dry and flaky cracker. And it's more like a it's more like a fig Newton. Well, fig Newton has uh, fruit filling in it, and I don't like fruit filling, so I probably wouldn't like a cookie because I don't like a fig Newton. Do you understand what I'm getting at? Do you understand the analogy of how difficult it is to describe a cookie when you can only use adjectives like fig Newton and cracker? So. The Brethren in Christ gathered these 51 people together uh, in Pennsylvania here. And they gathered them together from California, from Florida, from Canada, from Pennsylvania, from the Midwest. They gathered men and women. They gathered pastors and lay people and board members. They gathered those who were new to the denomination and those who were old in the denomination. They, they made it as diverse as they possibly could. And they had this conversation where they distilled these 10 core values. And so now we have this, this beautiful list, um, experiencing God's love and grace, which we talked about yesterday, uh, believing the Bible, which we're going to talk about this coming week, uh, worshiping God, following Jesus, belonging to the community of faith, witnessing to the world, serving compassionately, pursuing peace, living simply, and relying on God. Now, one of the interesting things about this conversation with this uh, group of Japanese believers was that uh, I had just given them the history of the Brethren of Christ. And so I shared with them, like I had done in the sermon on Sunday, about the four streams that have influenced the Brethren of Christ. So Anabaptism, piety, Wesleyanism, and evangelicalism. And when they looked at the core values and they started to talk about them, they wanted to know which core value was influenced in particular by piety, 
or which ones were influenced by Anabaptist or which ones were influenced by um, evangelicalism. And so, you know, it's not a question I've ever been asked before. It's not a question I don't think that, that Warren was ever asked before. We kind of looked at each other and started to kind of process through how to answer that. And Warren talked a little bit about how one of the ways that they deliberately wrote these out was that they they kind of um, removed a sense of Anabaptism, piety, Wesleyanism, and evangelical as a fingerprint on each one. And at the same time, it's like they put all four fingerprints on each one. Do you know what I mean? They, they stated them in a way that you almost can't tell which one which stream has heavily influenced some of this. So, for instance, um, we confess our dependence on God for everything and seek to deepen our intimacy with him by living prayerfully. That is the 10th the one, relying on God. And a reliance on God, the idea of that would definitely be Anabaptist. Uh, but this idea of living prayerfully is definitely pietistic. Uh, seeking our intimacy with him is, is very pietistic as well. And so there's, there's multiple streams in a single core value. And they did this on purpose. And as I sat there at the table with these students, I saw on the table was a plate of cookies and was a plate of crackers. And so we talked a little bit about this idea of trying to describe a cookie as a cracker. And they really understood that. And, and then I said, in fact, if you look at the core values, it's almost like me asking you to tell me where's the sugar, where's the salt, where are the eggs, and where are the flour in that cookie? Can you pick the cookie up and show me each of those ingredients? Well, no, you can't. Because we've taken those ingredients, we've combined them together, and we've created or produced this new thing, this cookie. And so the cookie has all the elements in it. And certainly if you taste it, you know if there's a little too much salt. You know if there's a little too much sugar. You even know if there's too much flour. But you can't separate them out once again. And the final challenge that we issued to them was as they return home back to Japan, they take these core values with them and they begin to teach them. If they teach them well, then it's like eating a cookie. It will taste good. And so I want to just commit to you on the Monday after our very first Sunday engaging these core values. That as much as I love these core values and as, as excited as I am to go through these core values with our congregation, part of my commitment to you is making sure that we teach these really well. Because I think these things are so important. It's, it's If we do a good job, these are going to taste good to you. Not because they're palatable and easy, because they're exactly what God's been calling us to. Hi, this is Pastor Nick. Thanks for listening. I hope something that you heard today was very helpful. If you want to connect with us further, feel free to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, kanoichurch.org. Sure, I'm glad we're in this together.